Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everybody. Phil Jones with you. Already it's Wednesday. Hey, I could get used to this uh, going to work on Tuesday thing. I mean, already we're at Wednesday, tomorrow's Thursday. Before you know it, the week's over. Uh, by the way, speaking of the week being over, end of the week, you're truly going to be up in Marietta making a return trip to Northcutt Stadium for our ITG next game of the week as we will visit uh, Marietta for the second time this year already. Going to love us up there. And uh, big thanks to Athletic Director Craig McKinney and uh, Coach Richard Morgan and the gang at Marietta for having us. We are going to be bringing you the Marietta-Camden County game, and uh, that is uh, sure to be a good one. It will be Camden County's first real test of the season. Camden County Wildcat fans are excited. Well, you should be. The return of Jeff Heron has you and the Cats at 3-0 and on the young season, but just as Coach Heron himself admitted, not me saying this, but Coach Heron saying we really hadn't played anybody yet, Phil. I think that's a veteran coach pretty much acknowledging, uh, well, the truth and knowing that uh, he's had a schedule that's been very kind to his young football team. But we will see. After all, it is Camden, it is Jeff Heron, and those two entities together – Give you nothing but winning football. But we will see come Friday night. It's going to be a great game. I hope you guys will make plans to tune in. Hey, it's free, guys. It's right here where you're watching me. Okay, not going to cost you a dime. You can tune in, watch the game, have a blast. Going to be up there bringing you that game. Of course, I do know, and I know the reality is, we've got a lot of great football coming up this weekend, and we are certainly going to be talking about that today as we move forward some big time games coming up this weekend 
I want to hear, as we always do, from you Appling County fans, what do you guys think about the Tift-Appling game? And on the flip side of that, what do you Tift County fans think about the Appling Pirates? Now, coming from two different directions here, is this a must-win if you're a Tift County fan? Okay. We remember last year you had the Irwin County debacle. I know Tiff County fans have forgotten about it. You put it behind you. You finished the season. You moved on. You've got this year. You're off to a great start. you got a new coach. There's a new culture. There's a new attitude, blah, blah, blah. Well, all that can go for naught if you lose to Appling. Is it that important of a game? I think it is. Now, do I think Tiff County is going to lose to Appling? Well, I'll tell you. It is part and one of my Pick six that we're going to talk about today here on the show as we go forward. You guys know the drill. My pick six, I take what I think are the six top games in the state. There were some hard ones to choose from this week because we got a lot of good ones. But going to go with Lowndes at Lee, Northside Warner Robins at Warner Robins. Actually, it, is, it could be either way, right? <laughs> because they both call McConnell Talbert their home. Appling at Tiff County. Okay. Uh, we've got Marietta versus Camden. Of course, we always feature one of my pick six as our game of the week, and it rightfully so because we uh, went through the schedule before the season started and tried to uh, handpick what we thought were going to be uh, the best games of that week. So far, we've been hitting it uh, pretty well. valdosta Colquitt. Now, uh, from what I've been told, Valdosta, even though they were in quarantine last week, that game is still on. For now, going to keep a close eye on it because we know that we've had some of these games. Uh, can you say ELCA <laughs> last week? We find out on the air, what was it? Uh, what was it, Mr. Producer? Wednesday or Thursday, a couple of days, the day before the game, we found out that uh, it had been canceled, so we had to scramble. Thankfully, we were able to, uh, to find a game to go to, and uh, it was a good one, as it turned out. Thomasville Cairo, it uh, did not disappoint. For sure, we had a blast over there. But we would rather, obviously, pick a game, promote it, plan for it, and wind up there. But that did not happen. So we'll keep an eye on this Valdosta-Colquitt game and whether it's moving forward. So far, so good. By the way, Valdosta, the Wildcat football program, is in the news, is making headlines, and it's not because of the Colquitt game. I'm going to tell you about what's going on with Valdosta here in just a second. And game number six, by the way, speaking of the Thomasville Bulldogs, Bainbridge goes to Thomasville. Bainbridge is another team that found out late that they were not going to play last week against the aforementioned Valdosta Wildcats. But Bainbridge is going to travel to Thomasville. Do you guys realize that the Bainbridge Bearcats have not played at home yet this year? In fact, they've only played one game. Okay, They started later than everybody else to begin with. That was a scheduled late start, when most everybody was starting on the 20th, Bainbridge started their first started their season with their first game on the 27th. We were there, by the way, over in Douglas, Coffee County. So uh, Bainbridge has yet to play in front of the home folks at Centennial Field, and they won't do it this weekend. As again, they play at Thomasville against the AA Thomasville Bulldogs. This is going to be a good one. But those are my pick six, and I'm going to talk about them a little bit later as we go forward and going to tell you who I think is going to win and what the score is going to be 
Go ahead if you want to, guys. Those are the six games. What do you guys think about those games? Who do you think is going to win? Give me a score. Let's see how you guys match up against me, okay? Lounge at Lee. What do you think about that one? Man, that place is going to be rocking. Don't you know it? Northside Warner Robins at Warner Robins. Appling at Tiff County. Valnosta, Colquitt. Marietta, Camden, Bainbridge, Thomasville. Uh, those are my six. By the way, I have picked out, by the way, the, the top game lounge at Lee, of course. So uh, we'll talk about that as we go forward. As always, uh, let us take a look and see who's in the house as we start things off. All right, we have Ricky Barwick checking in. Ricky says, I'm going with, uh, well, you've got 3127 and you've got LC. Now, I'm guessing that's Lee County because Lowndes does not use the county designation in their name. But you could have got some folks on that one, but not me, Ricky. I'm with you. So uh, you're going with Lee County with that one. Rufus is the man, is his name. He says Lee County over Lowndes. Rufus, good to see you. What do you think about your Colquitt County Pacas? Rufus is the man. Larry Godwin checking in with us. What's up, LG? Larry says, I hope there's a reasonable per-game fee. I don't know what you're talking about. Because uh, we're charging nothing. Uh, Larry Godwin, I'm hoping there's a reason. Oh, okay, well, I just said that one, didn't I? Uh, let me expand these out so I won't repeat comments like I just did. Several of you checking into the show today, by the way, guys, and I do appreciate that. want to hear your thoughts on where you're going to be in addition to uh, your comments about these six games. Again, let me know who you think is going to win and uh, see if you can guess the score and see if you guys can come up with where I am at on uh, these games. And I'll tell you, by the way, here in a little bit uh, exactly who I have picked and uh, kind of the uh, method to my madness. All right, some other things uh, we're going to be talking about as we go forward. Uh, Michael Jarvis. Hey, Michael, good to see you in the house, brother. Yeah, good to see everyone. It's good to see you, Michael. I hope you're doing well, uh, buddy. Uh, really, really good to see you uh, back in the house with us. Clayton Williams is checking in with us. Cairo Syrup Maker Country. What's up, Michael? Michael. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Clayton, that had to hurt Friday night. I felt your pain, man. We were there calling the game. I don't know if you were at the game or if you were watching it, uh, but, man, thought Cairo, thought your syrup makers were going to pull it out, that, thought they were going to take that first game of the year, uh, their first game of the year. We were talking about Bainbridge earlier. Uh, but, man, couldn't hang on to that three-touchdown lead. Give uh, credit to Thomasville. Look who's in the house. By golly, it's John Wick. I love it. Is that John Wick, one, two, or three? By the way, I think they're still making movies on John Wick. But uh, great to see uh, the, the, the greatest, uh, what was he, an assassin? Is that what he was, Mr. Producer? Yeah. So uh, Clint Haynes checking in with us. Clint says, I'll be in Brooks County. I hear you, dog. Got to go over and support the coach. Talked to Marge Freeman this morning, by the way. And Coach Freeman, is <laughs> he's just ready to play a football game. But uh, they have got a, a good one. Got the Cook High Hornets, who are coming off a big victory themselves uh, over the Pelham Hornets. Congratulations to my buddy 
Jamie uh, Rogers for that one. That was a big win. Stephen Wynn checking in says, let's go Lee County Trojans. Johnny Holcomb is in the house, Mr. Valdosta. Johnny says, Cats 24, Caldwell County 20. Whoa, Johnny. Come on, buddy. Is that your heart over your head there or what? Uh, let's see. Uh, Tom Jerome or is that Jerome Tone? Uh, Thomasville looking good. Yeah, they are 3-0, and oh, and uh, they are indeed looking good. Some good athletes on the field. Jacob O'Neill says, I'm going to be at the house in the AC watching the game. I hear you, brother. Best seat in the house for sure. By the way, John Wick is back. Says uh, Warner Robins over Northside, 56-21. John, are you a Northside fan or a Warner Robins fan? There's a reason I ask. Okay. I've got to bear my soul here about something, and it's going to drive me crazy until I get confirmation on this. So our director of operations, Anna, who keeps us all straight, all those crazy men running around here, um, she overhears me talk. Well, I had submitted the pick six, and, and on the course, Northside Warner Robins was one of my teams. Well, I've referred to Northside Warner Robins as the War Eagles which I've always referred to them as the War Eagles. Now, Anna says it's the Eagles. Uh, she looked it up. GHSA, I mean, she got confirmation. It is shown as that. So I've got to ask, have I been wrong all these years calling Northside Warner Robins the War Eagles? Did they change it at some point? Did it go from War Eagles to Eagles? I you know, again, guys, I don't know. I'm just, is it one of these things? Is this the Mandela effect? That's taking place here. If you don't know what the Mandela effect is, look it up. Uh, but anyway, I just don't know what's going on there, but I need to know. Inquiring minds, this inquiring mind wants to know if I've been wrong all these years, guys. Has it always has it always been just the Eagles? Or am I wrong in uh, thinking that at some point at least it was the Northside Warner Robins? So, John, you said you are from Demons Nation. Okay, I got you. <laughs> Clint says they're confused like Auburn. Absolutely. Auburn don't know if they're the Plainsmen, the War Eagles, or the Tigers. So, yeah, that's a whole different story there. Uh, Billy Watson says their jerseys are very similar to Auburn. Uh, indeed, they are. Um, but that's another question. Where's the orange uh, that uh, we didn't see there for Northside? Anyway, want to know about that from you guys. Am I wrong? Is Northside have they always been just the Eagles? Have I been wrong in thinking they were the War Eagles? What is it? You guys think about it. Let me know. Going to take a quick break, and we'll come back. A lot of you are messaging us this, uh, this afternoon. I love the engagement we get from you guys. Keep it up. Keep it going. I'll go back to your comments, plus a lot more on your way when we return with more of Extra Point. Phil Jones with you. Thanks so much, guys. For tuning in today, stay with me. We'll be coming right back. Hey, guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. I want to take a moment and give a big shout-out to our friends at Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta, longtime sponsor of the show. Guys, everything you need is in one stop at Winn-Dixie. If you're looking for dinner tonight, stop and uh, take uh, dinner home to the folks at the house. they got a full-scale hot bar. Full-scale floral department, need your prescriptions filled? Winn-Dixie has got that as well. That's Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta.
associates. We've been building smiles for 25 years. For the fearful and the fearless. Supporting our community and the Cook High Hornets. Go Hornets! Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. More sports talk, an extra point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back, guys. Phil Jones with you. Extra point with Phil Jones. So, wow, it looks like I was wrong all these years. Guys, I have referred to Northside Warner Robins as the War Eagles all these years. I'm so disappointed in myself. I pride myself on uh, on the mascots. I love mascots. I love making sure I get the mascots correct. You know, it's not the devils, it's the red devils or the blue devils. And uh, mm, goodness gracious. So Ben Franklin Baum apparently uh, said they are navy blue with white and orange trim. The uh, uniforms look exactly like Auburn's. Maybe that where it, that's where it comes from. Maybe it is. That, that, that could very well uh, be it. Kennedy Weems. Kennedy, what's going on? Uh, by the way, Kennedy is a little bit uh, under the weather, so she's not able to check in with us, not able to zoom in with us like she typically does on Wednesdays. So, uh, Kennedy, we hope that you are feeling better, but we're glad that you are in the house uh, participating with us uh, like the rest of our viewers are. So thanks so much, Kennedy, for checking in. We miss you. Hopefully we'll have you back next Wednesday. Kennedy always a part of the show generally on Wednesday as part, of course, of our, wait for it, 
Weems Wednesday. Uh, you see what we did there? Uh, but anyway, uh, we appreciate you checking in. Um, let's see. Kennedy says, I thought that it was. Uh, Kennedy says, I, there is a school that is the War Eagles, though. Marist is the War Eagles. That I do know. Um, and but I, you know, I don't think I would have confused the two. I, I, you know, it's, it's North Side Warren. I bet it was the color scheme deal. I'm sure that's what it was. Joe Mamone is checking in. He'll be uh, calling in a little bit later after Dean Fabrizio, uh, Coach Fabrizio, is going to be checking in with us here in about nine minutes. And then Joe Mamone is going to also call in after Dean Fabrizio because Joe has got some news for us about what's happening with uh, with his uh, his gang. So, looking forward to hearing from Joe. By the way, Joe says, greetings from New York City. Man, I love it. We just reach everywhere. The, we get to the big city, to the small city. Hey, listen, what a great thing the Internet is. I mean, we're talking to people in Jasper, Florida, you know, population 800. And then we're talking to people in New York City. Was it 8 million or something? So, again, the beauty of the show takes us all over the place. We love it. All right. Uh, by the way, I told you that I had some news uh, from Valdosta. And uh, this came down earlier today, guys. The GHSA has denied reinstatement uh, for Ty Lewis. You guys will remember that and this thing actually – if you, it was first introduced, if you'll remember, well over a month ago. And the GHSA, it was an emergency hearing. And I'm just so confused by this because it was an emergency hearing. And the guardian for Ty Lewis had asked for an emergency, a quick hearing, so that a decision could be made on his eligibility for this season. Okay, well, the two sides presented their respective arguments, and we were told that there was going to be a decision coming down within literally days. I think the thing, uh, court adjourned on like Wednesday, and we were told that there would be a decision coming down to expect a decision uh, early for that following week, like Monday or Tuesday. Well, we waited with bated breath, and it never came. And we still waited and waited. And finally, we get the news that uh, the GHSA, and well, I'll just read it off for you, the press release, the former Valdosta High School football player will not be returning to the Wildcats gridiron. GHSA unanimously denied, of course they did, uh, Ty Lewis's reinstatement to the football team. And uh, if you will remember, the GHSA was ordered to uh, take another hearing on that. And uh, again, they have still ruled Ty Lewis, ineligible. So, there you go. GHSA, uh, unfortunately, has ruled him ineligible. We hope that that young man can land. The problem, I guess, that I have with this, the emergency hearing was granted for a reason, so that he could either find out if he was or wasn't eligible for this year. Uh, you know, now it's going to be interesting to see if he can transfer uh, it would pretty much have to be to a private school, sort of like Taj Sanders did going to Valdosta, or like uh, Mari Jones did going to another state so that you don't have to sit out a year. And, uh, of course, Amari went to uh, the Bradford Tornadoes down in Stark. And, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Taj Sanders goes to 
uh, Valwood. Uh, again, they uh, both schools, of course, as you know, not a part of GHSA. So, uh, anyway, hate to pass that along to you uh, for both parties. I think Valdosta could have, uh, you know, picked up uh, um, the services of Ty Lewis and, and been better, and it would have been good for the young man. But uh, that will not happen. So, anyway, uh, going back to your comments, uh, Jacob O'Neill says, let that man play. Jeff Mueller says it's ridiculous. Uh, yes. Ben Franklin uh, Baum is uh, pretty much confirming what I had said earlier, that Marist is the War Eagles. Yes, they are. Guys, has Northside ever been called the War Eagles? I got to ask one more time at least. I mean, even like in the 40s or something, did maybe I pick up on some old literature? Did I dream it, you know? Or did the color scheme maybe confuse me with uh, their similarities to Auburn. Like Clint Haynes, though, referenced earlier. They can't even make up their mind whether they're uh, the, the Tigers or the War Eagles. Ah, uh, Kennedy says, Phil, you didn't have to go there now. I forgot you're a big Auburn fan. All right, guys, so uh, Christopher Sloan says, Tiff County 14, Appling 7. Uh, Billy Watson says, uh, yep, Phil, their jerseys are very similar to Auburn. Uh, probably right about that. Uh, Keith Blaylock says that Cole Moore, ah, yeah, I see what you're doing. You're playing a little trick there on the big Blue Devil fan. Keith Blaylock says, Appling 28 to nothing over TF per Cole Moore. I don't think so. I, don't, I know Cole Moore better than that. He's, uh, I'm sure, predicting Tiff County to win that one. Cole's always going to go with his heart over his head. We got Dean Fabrizio coming up here in about four minutes. Looking forward to talking to the head man of the Lee County Trojans uh, because we'll get the other side. Remember, we talked to Jamie DeBose yesterday, head coach of the Lowndes High Vikings. Today, it's Dean Fabrizio who's going to check in with us and uh, let us know. Remember, if you guys remember, we carried that game last year. That was Phil checking one off the bucket list. I had always wanted one of the highlights of, of my career. I, I never had, had the opportunity to until last year. It was one of those things. There's a few things on the bucket list I want to do. One of them was always to have called a game at Lowndes, and I did it. And not only was it, uh, of course, usually it would have been radio, but had a chance to stream it with my buddy Larry Godwin last year. We saw a great game, but uh, that was one off the old bucket list for yours truly. But as far as Lee County is concerned, that was one of the uh, very rare blemishes on their otherwise stellar record last year. Remember, Dean Fabrizio gets kicked out of the game. He had to take the, the walk of shame, which I'm sure I'm going to remind her of that here in a few minutes. Uh, but new year, totally new team with both teams. And this one's going to be at Lee County. You can bet your bottom dollar. And he won't admit it, but Dean Fabrizio wants this one. That is going to be a huge crowd, I'm sure, making the trip over to Lee County. And Viking fans, we get ready to go to break. Or you Lee County fans can maybe confirm this for me as well. Didn't Lowndes, the last time you guys made the trip to Leesburg, lose that game? Wasn't that a few years back when Lowndes went over there and got upset by Lee County? Um, I believe that was the last trip they made over there. You guys confirm that for me as we go to break and we dial up Mr. Dean Fabrizio. We'll be talking to the head coach of the Lee County Trojans. What does he have to say about his team? And what does he have to say, Viking fans, about your Lowndesville Vikings? We'll find out when we return with Dean Fabrizio right after this. Stay with us, guys. 
Guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. A quick break to tell you about our friends at Pepsi Cola of Aldosta, our sponsor of the show. Guys, you see me every day before I really get into the bulk of the show. What do I do? Pop open an ice cold Pepsi. Again, big shout out to our friends at Pepsi Cola of Valdosta, one of our great sponsors here of Extra Point with Phil Jones. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. All right, guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. I want to take a moment and give a big shout out to one of our newest sponsors, Bull Durham Insurance. Now, they're located in Moultrie, but guys, it doesn't matter where you're watching. If you're in Moultrie or Macon or Montezuma, Bull Durham Insurance can take care of all of your insurance needs. Have you been thinking about life insurance? Bull Durham Insurance can take care of that and all of your insurance needs Call them today, 985-1415. That's Sports Talk, an extra point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back, guys. I'm Phil Jones. You're watching Extra Point with Phil Jones, ITG Next. Thank you so much for uh, being a part of the show today, guys. A lot of you chiming in. I love uh, the interaction, the engagement. Keep the comments coming, guys, <laughs> including anything that you may want to ask uh, Dean Fabrizio, who joins us now. Coach, how's it going? It's going good, Phil. How are you? Coach, I'm doing great, doing great. Um how was your uh, holiday weekend, Coach? Um, you know, obviously a lot of football practice. Uh, you know, haven't had like most football coaches haven't had Labor Day off in years, but it's always great to be able to get out there and practice football. Gotcha. Well, Coach. Um, so before we talk about Friday night's matchup, I want to take you back to uh, to last year. Of course, you guys come over to the Concrete Palace and uh, uh, a good spirited game. Uh, things kind of got away from you guys. It uh, resulted in your ejection uh, of the game. Tell us about your memories from that game. Well, I only remember about half of it. <laughs> I was there for the second half. Setting you up there, buddy. What's that? We had, it was a really physical ball game. We had some special team blunders early that kind of put us behind. We got behind the eight ball a little bit. And, uh, you know, Dakari got loose on a couple big plays and, 
you know, they had a really good football team. And because of that game, you remember now that was uh, last year. We're coming off, you know, no spring practice, no summer OTAs. And so we're not quite as, as far along as, as usual. And then neither were they. But uh, I learned a lot about our team <laughs> that game and <laughs> made some adjustments after it. And, you know, we feel like it made us a lot better football team and was uh, we were the better team for it, even though we didn't come out on top. I got you. And, and truthfully, uh, Coach, after that, it seemed to have, uh, you know, really uh, it gave you guys kind of a wake-up call, did it not? I mean, you guys really went on a nice run after that. Yeah, I think we won, what, 10 games in a row after that, all the way to the state finals. And um, I don't know if you'd say it's a wake-up call. I mean, you know, Lounge Speed was a better team that night. But, you know, it certainly, uh, you know, playing in that atmosphere certainly helped prepare us for later in the season. And, and we, like I said, it, it kind of – we found out a lot about our football team and made, made some personnel adjustments after that, continued to get better each week and, and had a good – end up having a really good season. So, you guys off to a good start uh, so far. Coach, I think the argument would be, though, um, you know, you guys have had the one real competitive game against Carver to open the season. Uh, Lounge, I think, is uh, – uh, and you can't deny this. They've, they've had a little bit tougher schedule. Do you think that means, uh, you know, it means anything going into this game Friday night? I might a little bit. I mean, we opened up with a tough Carver team. Uh, they've got three tough opponents, so uh, it may. But, um, you know, we got a lot of tough games this season, and uh, this is this is one of them. You know, you see Carver, and, I mean, they played one of the top-ranked teams in the top class of South Carolina and opened up, you know, put up over 600 yards. So, uh yeah, it was a really good football team we faced over the season. We scrimmaged Caldwell County, and uh, you know this is going to be another tough game Friday. So we've got in two weeks we take on Warner Robins. So uh, we've got a pretty tough schedule ourselves. But yeah, it's definitely opened up with a tough slate of games. Yeah, it's certainly going to ramp up uh, from this point forward for sure. Um, let me ask you this now. Obviously, Lowndes is a different team. Uh, you guys are a different team. Uh, I know you've had a chance to look at Lowndes on film. Speaking of them being a different, what what makes them different than last year? I just think that you know that they don't seem to have as many star players. That doesn't mean they don't have good players. That's not my point because they do. They've proven that. But I think this is a different, maybe a, a workmanship type team. A lot of blue collar type approach this year for Lowndes. It has worked for them so far is that kind of what you've seen so far in looking at film and game film uh and highlights of the uh, the vikings so far well they're still a very talented team oh no doubt about it absolutely they are people just haven't heard all the names yet because they're young uh they're not as experienced my point exactly and and i think the thing you know coach debose and his staff are really good and you can see each week they're getting better they're they're learning how to utilize their personnel play to their strengths better each week which is a mark of good coaching and you know, they've got a good football team, and I think they're going to surprise a lot of people as this year goes on and region play and into the playoffs about how good they are. And, of course, anytime you got to Curry Brown, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be a really good football team because he's a special player. No doubt about it. I was going to ask you about uh, Jakari. You know, I mean, I know you can game plan till you're blue in the face, but how do you game plan – for a player like Jakari? Is it a matter of just trying to contain him? Because I don't think you can really stop him. Well, you know, you've got to play good discipline defense and, and you've got to have several guys get to the ball. Uh, that's that's the thing. I mean, the first guy doesn't always bring him down, so you better be playing uh you better be playing discipline football and also you better you better get to the football because it's gonna take more than one guy a lot of times to, to get him on the ground. We hear so much about game planning and, and everybody does it. You 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 put together a, a specific game plan. 
for a particular offense, a particular team, for what they run. In the case of Lowndes, and again, sticking with Ja'Curry and his uh, playmaking abilities, because he can hurt you with his legs and with the arm. He really, I think, epitomizes what we would say is a dual, true dual-threat quarterback. That being said, do you change up your scheme? I mean, what is the approach? And, again, it's kind of a second part of my last question, but, you know, do, do you change – do you make some wholesale changes with your team, personnel changes? Uh, I mean, what can, what's the different look that you would give uh, Lowndes to try to stop Ja'Curry? I don't necessarily think we do anything different than what we normally do. We obviously tweak our game plan every week um, and, and do some different things, but it's all, you know, within the uh, – you know, within our, our scheme and our package defensively. But I think the thing is, and, and you know, yes, you can scheme each week, but it's gonna, it comes down to fundamentals too and, and how tough you are, how much you take on blocks, condense those running lanes, how well are you able to get off blocks and get in on the play, and the fundamentals of football. You know, yes, scheme and all that is important, but, you know, you can't lose sight that it really comes down to the fundamentals. And, you know, last year it came down and we weren't able to tackle them. We had guys there schematically. We just weren't able to tackle them. Um, not taking anything away because Lions had a great game plan versus us without a doubt. But, uh, you know, the, the few big plays, the big plays that he made, we had guys there. We just weren't able to get them on the ground. So it comes down to the fundamentals of being able to tackle well and uh, being able to, to condense those running lanes when you get take on blocks, being able to separate, get off blocks, and uh, and get extra guys to the ball. I mean, a lot of it comes down to that uh, more, more so than, than schematically. Yes, you know, we've done some things and we've got – we tweak our scheme each week and tweak our game plan, and we certainly spend a lot of time doing that. But it's going to come down to the fundamentals of football uh, and the physicality that you play with uh, to determine the wear of the game. Coach, the last, I think the last time that Lowndes paid a visit uh, to your place, 2014 is what I'm being told, uh, and it turned out good for you guys. Two, I think, though, that was still when you guys were really coming into your own as a state power. You guys were still kind of the, the the little team that could, so to speak. I mean, you'd already made a name for yourself, but but nothing like what you guys are are doing now. Uh, would you say that that was one of those defining moments for your program and the growth of your program in that game when you guys defeated Lowndes? Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, that was probably you know definitely up to that time the biggest win in program history. And uh, well, that's saying a lot. I think shocked a lot of people. Now, obviously, with playoffs and state championships, we've had bigger wins since then. Sure. But up till that was as big a regular season win as we've ever had here. And I think probably a, as program defining a win as we've had and, and really, you know, put us on the map, showed our, you know, showed and got our people in our community and our school believing that we can compete and play and beat anybody. And it was just a, it was just a huge win for us. And, uh, you know, and, and when you couple that, when we went uh, on the road to Camden in the next game and beat them, and, and that's back when they were really rolling. Uh, those were just two huge wins back to back, and uh, to be able to do that was just uh, just huge for our program and our community, and the belief in this in this program and the belief in our kids. And that was really a, a turning point in, uh, in Lee County football. You know, I don't know if we've been an underdog since then. <laughs> it seems like, uh, but uh, but those were uh, two big underdog wins for us, without a doubt. And, uh, and like I said, that, that was a, a great night. You know, and we beat a, a really good Lions team, and uh, you know, it was something a lot of people, you know. Didn't, didn't believe we could do, and, and we were able to do it. And uh, like I said, that, that that's hard to believe. That was what seven years, six seven years ago. But it was, and uh, it was a, a great night for the Trojans. And uh, like I said, a big program to find and win. But you know, it's been a been a long time since then. Uh, all those players, uh, you know, are 
moved on. A lot of them graduated college and uh, got a whole new group this year. And uh, we'll, we'll be, I'm sure Lowndes will be ready when they come in here. And it's going to be a great South Georgia matchup. Boy, it is going to be a great atmosphere. That is for certain uh, Friday night as Lowndes makes the trip over to uh, Lee County. Again, that'll be the first time since 2014 that Lowndes has, uh, has uh, made their way over there to Leesburg. Uh, all right, so let's talk about comparisons to this year versus last year. Now, Lowndes fans had a chance to see you guys last year, and uh, obviously you had a good team, but it was their night. For the Lowndes fans watching this, what kind of – what's the difference in the team they're going to see Friday night, Coach, versus what they saw from you guys last year? Well, you Are know, you throwing it year, more? Are you running it more? I mean, what's the difference? Well, you know, last year we were having quarterback issues at that time that we hadn't got straight out yet. Very true. Magwell was playing, but he had arm issues. He was struggling to throw the ball that week. And, uh, so, so you know, it, it, but we are definitely a little bit different team this year. <laughs> um, not quite as experienced as we were last year, but I think our, you know, our top-level guys are as good as we've ever had. So, uh, you know, it's a, definitely a more balanced offense than we were last year. We run and pass more back to what we've traditionally done here, whereas last year we were much, much more run-based offense with uh, having to play, you know, Chauncey Magwood at quarterback and then two great backs and Preston Simmons and Juju McDowell. But, uh, but you know, it's it's going to be a similar Lee County-type team. And uh, the, the balance on offense, I think, defensively, we're pretty similar. And, like I said, I think they're going to see a lot of what they saw last year. Hopefully, we'll, we'll, we'll put up play a lot better than we did last year uh, versus them. And, and the head coach hopefully be out there the whole game. So, uh, <laughs> that's, so, so I think, uh, you know, we're, we're – we're very, you know, even though, like I said, we hadn't played Lounge in a while, we've done OTAs with them every summer. So, you know, we're very familiar with the Lounge program. You know, Coach, you know, back when Coach McPherson was there, his son coached here for us, you know, in the 2018 state championship team. And so, you know, we're very familiar with Lounge. And I think they're pretty familiar with us. Absolutely. Now, you talked about quarterback. I know you guys have got Chris Martin. Uh, hadn't heard a lot from him this year. Uh, talk about the play uh, that you're getting from your quarterback. Well, Chris has been really efficient so far this year. You know, uh, the last two games, I think he's a combined 15 for 17 with six touchdowns. So uh, he's been been really, really efficient. Um, That's pretty darn know, good. It is. Uh, you know, so, but we're going to have, you know, he's the, the, really a lot of our team depends on his development this year. You know, we feel like we've got a really good running game, you know, with our fullback, Debo Roberts, tight end, Tyrus Washington. Uh, uh, we feel like we can definitely enter our, our offensive line. We feel like we definitely, you know, that's been a big uh, – Big thing we've been pleased with, the two running backs, uh, Julius McLennan Jr. <coughs> and the freshman who's Monty Cromo really run the ball well. Um, and, and, you know, Chris has got a lot of ability. He, uh, you know, it's just going to hit how his development is going to be key, how he can get, you know, how he can get the ball out. We can really be a truly balanced offense. When people stack the box to stop the run, we feel like we've got good receivers, J.D. Ferguson and, and uh, Tyrus Washington and R.J. Williams and uh, – Willie Williams, feel like we've got some really good threats on the outside, and, and it's going to come down to him being able to, to play like we know he's capable of playing, go through his reads and progressions and get those guys the ball. What would you say uh, is the number one thing? Of course, we talked about Jakari. We know that. But uh, outside of Jakari, what would you say is the biggest single thing you guys have got to do to, to, uh, to win this game? Well, I, I think we, we've got it. We can't put ourselves behind with turnovers or, uh, or specialty plays like we did last year early. You know, last year we were playing, we were behind the eight ball from the start, it seemed like, and, and playing from behind, and we can't do that. We've got to, you know, we've got to win the turnover battle. We can't give up any cheap scores. We've got to play discipline football, 
and uh, to, to have a chance to win this game Friday night. You know, like I said, last year we had some mistakes right off the bat. We fell behind right away, and we were kind of playing catch up the whole way, the whole game. And that's something we've got to avoid uh, this year. We've got to we've got to kind of stay right there in the game or establish control early and not be playing catch up all night like we were last year. Absolutely, we're finishing up with uh, Dean Fabrizio, who, as he admitted, not me. Uh, says he hopes to be able to at least watch this whole game uh, this year from the sidelines. And how, what, what does one what does one do when one is ejected? Uh, I mean, do they give you like a small TV or radio? I mean, uh, you go what sit do you in do? the locker room. You go sit in the locker room, wait for the game to be done. You're not allowed to watch a game anymore. So hopefully, uh, I not find that out anymore. And I want to remind everybody: now I was ejected for two penalties on the sideline. It wasn't for a single outburst or anything like that. It was uh, we had a that uh, is they true. Ran into, they ran into a coach on the sideline, and then we had another penalty on the sideline, and, uh, and two two uh, two penalties on the sideline. The head coach gets ejected, but you know I'm responsible for that, so I've got to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And uh, uh, you know, I, I I fully anticipate being out there the whole day of the year. Uh, you know, and they and and this is just going to be. You know, we're, we're so excited. I mean, this is a non-repeat yeah. game, but it's you know when when you take on a team and a program the caliber of Lounge, we know they're going to bring a great crowd. We're going to have a great crowd here. And I mean, this is what it's all about. I mean, this is why football is so great here in South Georgia. You got two really good football teams going at it. I think we're both going to be better teams after this for playing this game. And, you know, it's exciting to be part of a game like this. It's going to be exciting for the atmosphere Friday night. Uh, you know, we're, we're you know, our community, our school, our players, they're, they're excited about this game and excited to get to play in a big time atmosphere like it's going to be Friday. And, coach, I got to be honest with you. you know, I'm sitting here thinking while you're talking about that. I mean, you, y'all have had. And you've hosted some really big-time games over there uh, at Lee County. I go all the way back to uh, – gosh, I'm trying to think. The, of course, you know, the state championship uh, was held there. I, think, I guess that was the year we had the weather problems at the, uh, up, in, up in Atlanta, right? We hosted a state championship game. We hosted, I guess you could almost say, the national title game with the Geico Bowl. Uh, That's right. After that, you know, we hosted you know, semifinals here. <laughs> we hosted a lot of big uh, – we hosted, what, three semifinals here. Um Fortunately, we've won all three. We've hosted, I mean, Netflix has come here twice. Uh, you know, we're actually 2-0 and in the Netflix games with uh, the Jake Prom when they were doing QB1 with Jake Prom. Almost forgot about that one. And, uh, and that was a monster game. You know, Kirby Smart was here at the game. They were ranked one. We were ranked three. Uh, the buildup for that game with, with both of us being open the week before was huge. Uh, that was a huge game here. Of course, we played Colquitt back in, in uh, their, the, their national championship year. Uh, 2015, I think it was. They were ranked one of the state. We were ranked three in the highest class. That wow. was a, just a madhouse here with a packed house. And so we've had some really, really big games here, and it's, and it's a lot of fun to, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun to get to play in those games. And uh, you know, our kids are excited about it. Man, I tell you that, uh, you know, and to be honest with you, I, I didn't remember half of those. The ones I were thinking about were were maybe a third of those games. So. Uh, Coach, I tell you, you guys have really had some big ones there, and this is going to be uh, yet another uh, big-time game, going to be a big-time atmosphere. I know we got a lot of Lounge fans that are watching this. I'm sure that want to make the trip. Uh, Walk-up tickets a problem? No, it won't be a problem. So, uh, well, we've got plenty of tickets for sale. We'll have plenty of tickets for sale that night. We've got plenty of space in our stadium. So uh, come on out and see a great football game Friday night. So someone reminding us, uh, Lee beat – Lounge 2014. It was 42 to 30 uh, in that game. So already uh, we got fans from both sides kind of jawing back and forth. And uh, I'm sure it's only going to ramp up 
uh, from here forward. So, uh, Coach, listen, thanks as always for joining us. We appreciate your time. And, um, again, I would say best of luck. Got to say best of luck to both teams, though, Friday night. Well, Phil, I appreciate that. And, hey, if you uh, if you get uh, your, your residual check or whatever from the cameo appearance in Title Town, please let me know. You know. I heard your voice on that several times. You know, I had some cameo appearances in it. I'm still waiting for my check uh, to see if I'm going to get paid for being in that uh, documentary. Um, so I, uh, I don't know. So if you hear anything about that, you uh, you let me know. So I mean, maybe we got to get it from Rush. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, just if we can get uh, if we can get or if you hear anything about that, please let me know. I will, Coach. Good stuff. <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll see see all the fans and listening Friday night. See you, Coach. Bye. <laughs> hey, let's don't forget Mr. Producer sitting over here, Brandon. Uh, a lot of his footage was in there. Yeah, guys, listen. ITG Next was well represented in that thing, okay? If they're not going to give us credit, then by golly, we will toot our own horn. Video, the voice, okay? And uh, so there it is. We were well represented, even if we're not given credit. So there you go. Good stuff there from uh, Coach Dean Fabrizio. Guys, you got to love him. Great guy, great personality, charismatic, and he has done a whale of a job with that Lee County program. I've said it before as we get ready to get a break. Football was non-existent in Leesburg, Georgia. I mean, zero. And now it is uh, one of the best programs uh, uh, in the state and really the country. If you look at what they've done over the last decade and during his whole tenure there in uh, Leesburg. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. You guys get ready. What are your scores on the six games I mentioned? What do you think is going to happen in this Lee County game? Does Valdosta have a chance against Conquit? Johnny Holcomb certainly thinks so. Uh, Marcus Rogers, what do you think? And, uh, again, let us know. That and a lot more. Also, what is your favorite place to go after the game? Max Preps came out with every state's best place to go after the high school football game where do you think georgia came in on that a lot more coming your way including some of that fun talk when we return stay with us your north ashley street win dixie in valdosta has everything you need in one stop they are your full-scale floral department pharmacy and full hot deli and bar so when there's no time to cook, no problem. Let Winn-Dixie feed your family tonight. That's Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. I want to take a moment and give a big shout out to Adel Dental Associates, one of our great sponsors of Extra Point. Dr. Mike McCartney and his staff going to make you feel real comfortable. I get it. You're scared of going to the dentist but Dr. Mike and his staff will make you feel comfortable. They offer sedation dentistry, if that's what you want. Visit their website, adeldental.com. Check out all the services that they offer. After all, they keep this smile looking good. Adel Dental Associates.
Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com slash newsletter. Let's get back to more sports talk and extra point with Phil Jones. Ah, you know that sound. That's the sound of an ice cold Pepsi Cola on a red hot South Georgia afternoon. Stop by and pick up an ice cold Pepsi Cola or better yet, pick up a case of them at your nearest store. Pepsi Cola. They've been quenching thirsts of Georgians for dozens of years, and they can take care of your thirst today. That's Pepsi Cola. There's nothing better on a hot Georgia afternoon than Pepsi Cola. Been thinking of finally getting that health insurance for you and your family? Bull Durham Insurance offers affordable health insurance. Also, insurance for your auto, home, and life insurance to make sure your family is taken care of in the unfortunate event something should happen to you. No matter if you live in Macon or Moultrie, Bull Durham Insurance can take care of all of your insurance needs. The number's easy to remember. 229-985-1415. 985-1415. Bull Durham Insurance. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie in Valdosta has everything you need in one stop. They are your full-scale floral department, pharmacy, and full hot deli and bar. So when there's no time to cook, no problem. Let Winn-Dixie feed your family tonight. That's Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta. Scared of going to the dentist? Everybody is. But let Dr. Mike McCartney and his staff take care of you and all of your dental needs. Dr. Mike offers sedation dentistry for those that feel a little bit nervous about sitting in the dentist chair. Dr. Mike McCartney, Adel Dental Associates, sees patients from all over Middle and South Georgia. So make the drive today to Adel Dental Associates. You can also make the call, 896-7679. That's 229-896-7679. You can also check out all the services they offer at Adel Dental Associates. Let's get back to more sports talk. An Extra Point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back, guys. Phil Jones with you. It's Extra Point with Phil Jones. Hey, we want to take a moment and uh, make sure we acknowledge uh, the folks that uh, make it possible for us to do the show each and every day. Of course, our uh, main sponsor, our friends at Winn-Dixie, our presenting sponsor. Big thanks to uh, Clint Haynes and uh, the entire crew over there at Winn-Dixie for all you guys do in addition to sponsoring the show 
Uh, they all also uh, take care of us uh, every Monday when we're in the office, uh, making sure that we are uh, fed. The whole company is here uh, every Monday, so we appreciate that. I, I promise you, that goes a long way, guys. It, uh, employees here, uh, we all look forward to what kind of grub we're going to be getting every Monday. Mr. Producer for shaking his head said, yeah, absolutely. So we look forward to that. Really, uh, thank you guys a lot for that, uh, Clint and Sissy Pittman Bass who I think I saw here uh, checking out the show earlier, so we appreciate that. Also, big thanks to um, our friends at uh, Pepsi-Cola. Gotta love it. I love me some Pepsi-Cola. In fact, why don't I take a moment and pop open a Pepsi? Don't you love that sound? The only thing I like better than that sound is this taste. Man, that's good. Hits the spot every time. Get yourself an ice-cold Pepsi on the way home. Maybe if you're sitting at the house watching this, uh, if you ain't got any Pepsi in the fridge, why not? Go get you some. Go on down to Winn-Dixie and get you some ice-cold Pepsi. Big thanks to our friends at Pepsi-Cola of Aldosta for, uh, again, sponsoring our show. Bull Durham Insurance over in Moultrie, another one of our great sponsors. Bull, we appreciate you, brother, if you're watching the entire gang at Bull Durham Insurance. Now, it doesn't matter if you live in Macon or Moultrie or Montezuma or Metter or wherever. I run out of M's. You can be insured through Bull Durham Insurance. It's the beauty of the Internet, guys. It ain't like you got to walk into the office in the old days and uh, drop them off a check or anything like that or talk to them about insurance. All you got to do is connect with them by phone via the Internet and uh, they can make sure that you are properly insured. If you do want to pick up the phone and uh, call them, 985-1415. 985-1415. Give them a call. Get insured. Do you have the cheapest rates and the best insurance there is? Uh, you don't know until you call and get a quote from Bull Durham Insurance. Also, big thanks to my buddy, Dr. Mike McCartney, Adel Dental Associates, taking good care of us. Taking care of yours truly, Grill here. Got a couple of, did you know I have a couple of implants here in the front? Yeah, I never would have known unless I told you, right? Well, I do. And uh, so if you've been thinking about implants, I would highly suggest it, guys. Great way to go. So again, Dr. Mike McCartney, great dentist. And again, even though he's located in ADL, sees a ton of people from all over southern Georgia, middle and southern Georgia. So that's ADL Dental Associates. Look him up at ADL Dental dot com so again guys big thanks to all of our sponsors we do appreciate your support of the show rufus as demand says conquit is thin at a lot of positions i just hope that eighth graders are allowed to play on varsity now i think that's kind of a sort of a backhanded compliment if you want to call it that uh in the fact that the youth at conquit the feeder program is really coming up strong i'll say this there are a ton of sophomores on that Colquitt roster. So even if you guys don't get it done, Rufus S. Demand, and the rest of you Colquitt fans, and there's nothing saying that you won't. Big win over Cedar Grove last week. But the future is definitely bright for the Colquitt County Packers, that's for sure. Continuing to take a look at some of you, uh, your comments, Marcus Rogers is in the house, the Cats' number one fan. Now, Marcus, you and Johnny Holcomb may be running neck and neck. I've always anointed you the number one Wildcats fan. Eh, you know, you'll stay there. But Johnny Holcomb is right on your heels. Uh, obviously, Mr. Wildcat, 
Uh, I think uh, Johnny is in charge of the Wildcat Museum over there. But uh, big-time Wildcat fans, hey, guys, I appreciate you guys representing Valdosta. We've got to have somebody representing Valdosta. <clears throat> Jacob O'Neill, Pierce County, is really young this year, but we're still showing out. You know, it kind of reminds me, guys, uh, a number of teams, I talked a little bit about it yesterday, a number of teams that have really fallen off this year from last year. In fact, I cannot remember <clears throat> there being this many teams that were so good one year and the next they have fallen off so much. Greater Atlanta Christian is right up there at the top. They have been a juggernaut of a high school football program year in and year out. The Spartans of GAC. Guys, they're 0-3 this year, and they're just they're getting walloped. I mean, not even close. Uh, we've talked about Crisp, another program. I talked to Miguel Patrick this morning. Look, he talked about the loss at Perry twenty or against Perry twenty one nothing. He said, "Phil, we were right in that game. Score was nothing. Nothing, or the uh, the score was not uh, anything indicative of how the game really went." Um, so, look, Crisp, I think they're going to be okay. I think you've got the right man to lead that team. Uh, uh, and I think they're going to be just fine. But still, Crisp off to uh, a slow start. How about Alatoona, another team that is off to a terrible start? Gary Varner, uh, I, you know, I knew this at one point, and I'd have to look it up. He has one of the, quietly been one of the most successful coaches in the state, has Gary Varner at Alatoona. <clears throat> Unbelievable program. They have been. Region champs last year. Went eleven and one, eleven and three the year before, eight and four the year before. Either you know uh, number one or number two seed, region champs or runners up. And this year, oh, and three. I've never seen so many good teams go from being really good to really bad in just one fell swoop. I've never seen anything like it. But, again, it goes back to what I had said before the year started. Uh, this is going to be a crazy year. Remember I said that? Uh, and it has been very unpredictable, crazy. We've had <clears throat> some great football games. And you know what? We still got some great football <laughs> games on the way. We are going to be talking about uh, the pick six games, the top six games coming up here in just a second. It's the six games that – I have uh, uh, picked for our pick six here at ITG Next. And also, coming up in the 6 o'clock hour, going to be updating you on our top 25. Remember, we do things a little bit different with our top 25. We break it down <clears throat> and uh, join forces with uh, GISA 1, 2, and 3A classifications. We do the top 25 teams for those classes. And then we also do a second top 25 with 4A, 5A, 6A, and 7A. So what does our top 25 look like for this week? I know I've been catching some flack from you guys. There was one team I told you, though, that I wasn't going to forget about, and uh, we'll make sure that we get those guys in our top 25. You'll see. That'll be coming up <clears throat> a little bit later in the 6 o'clock hour. All right, let's go to the phone lines. We have a caller coming in to the show. Caller, welcome in to Extra Point. Phil, your favorite, your favorite partner from New York City, New York. Like the commercial, I think it was the salsa commercial that said New York City. 
Joe Mamone. <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about. I sure do. Sure do. <laughs> well, yep. what, what was that? Uh, uh, what was that? Somebody help me out. What commercial was that? Anyway, we'll come up with it. How you been? I've been great. How about you? Oh, just got home from uh, Tallahassee. As you know, I was at the FSU Notre Dame game on Sunday night. I thought about you. I was wondering why you didn't. I mean, do you not ever think about us when you come south? I try. You know, had some other things going on. You know, half vacation, half business, half personal. So uh, I'll get down there. You know that. Listen, man, when you go into Tallahassee, brother, you, I mean, you're, you're right here in uh, in our neck of the woods. So we would love uh, to hear from you next time. But, yeah, I was thinking about it. That was a great game, by the way. It was. It was. It was a great game. Um, uh, you know, what an atmosphere, Joe. It was great. Knowles go down eighteen. They put Mackenzie Milton in, and next thing you know, the game's tied. It, it was. Uh, it was. It was great. It was. It was a much closer game than I actually thought. You know, unranked Knowles taking on the number nine team in the in the country. I was a little worried there, but uh, you know, we held our own. Listen, uh, Stephen Tate says it's uh, salsa. Yeah, but what was the brand name for that one, Steve? That's what I'm trying. By the way, Stephen, thanks so much, buddy, for taking care of us over in uh, Douglas a couple of weeks ago. Um, okay, so Mackenzie Milton, you mentioned him. For mm-hmm. the folks out there that don't know, and I will warn you, okay, you can go back in Google. Mackenzie Milton's injury that he suffered, what was it, two years, three years ago, Joe? Uh, I believe it was uh, two years ago. When he was quarterback for University of Central Central, Florida. Central Florida. Mm -hmm. He suffered a horrific injury. And I'm I'm giving you fair warning. If you're squeamish about this kind of stuff, don't look. Uh, He suffered, just take my word for it. It was a bad, it was a complete knee dislocation. Yeah. For anybody who's about 40 years old or older who saw what happened to Joe Theismann when Lawrence Taylor sacked him, it's very similar. Uh, yeah, it, it is. You're, you're, that's, a, that's a great uh, comparison. But uh, anyway, having said that, it was bad. He went, you know, went through all, you know, the operations. Uh, you know, there, was a, there was a concern that they were going to have to amputate his leg. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is when you have such a dislocation like that, it just doesn't break bones, but it severs arteries. And you know, there's concern about you know loss of blood flow, and you start getting into some really dangerous stuff. Forget about football. Uh, but, you know, they had some of the best medical uh, assistants that were there on the field that took care of him. They identified what was going on. They got him some assistance really quick. They got him to the hospital. Uh, surgeons took care of him. Anyway. Fast forward now, a couple of years later, there he comes into the game and saves the day. And, uh, Joe, I'd be amazed if he's not the starting quarterback from here on out. I agree. The team responded when he got in there. He marched him right down the field and uh, uh, outscored the Fighting Irish uh, uh, literally 18-0 to end the game. And, unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, again, (laughs) like many other times, uh, we had another wide left. Joe, tell me what you think about that. I went to Facebook and put, you know, did did uh, the uh, FSU coach really just ice his own kicker? I, I don't think so. You know, he, it went from a 50-yarder to a 37-yarder. So I, I don't, you know, if you made the, make the 50, you got to make the 37. You're at home. Uh, so I wouldn't place the blame on, on Coach Norvell. Uh, understood, but I mean the ti- timing is everything. There's a reason coaches, oppo- usually it's opposing coaches, 
will call a timeout in that case if they have one because, you know, it just messes with the concentration of the kicker. And as we saw in Fitzgerald, by the way, Ryan Fitzgerald from Fitz, uh, from Colquitt County was mm-hmm. the kicker. He drills the 51-yarder, no problem, on his follow-through. And I understand hindsight's twenty twenty, but, look, it, you're right. It's just for some reason FSU is plagued by the wide left thing uh, there yeah. at uh, – uh, Dope Campbell. But having said all that, win or lose, and I said this to one of my buddies who's a big Knowles fan during the game, the way the, the Seminoles came back in that game, it was a victory of sorts for FSU because they have really been through some lean years here lately. And I think this game, if nothing else, says the Knowles are back. I agree. As proud as ever to be a Florida State alum. Uh, and uh, I can't wait for the rest of the season. I'm actually going to see them um, when they're at uh, Virginia Tech. I'm going to see going down to Blacksburg. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, when they go to Clemson, I'll be at the Clemson game on October 30th. So I'm going to be seeing them a few times this year. Sound like, yeah, you're going to be traveling. Uh, by the way, thanks, guys. Marcus Rogers, uh, Dwayne Little, <laughs> and some others have uh, solved the puzzle. Yes, it was Pace. Picante salsa. <laughs> That's it. Commercial. Yep. <laughs> not, not, not to be confused with Pace Academy. Oh, very good, Joe. Well done. You and I Thank would get you. along just great. Absolutely. Yeah. A warped mind just like mine. Absolutely. I love it. But <laughs> so, right. hey, let, yes, let's yes, talk high school football this weekend on Flow Sports. All right. What you got? So this weekend, we intentionally made it the all Georgia weekend on flow. Uh, as you know, uh, flow is, is, is uh, slowly becoming a power in the world of high school football streaming. Um, literally um, in the last three weeks, 15 out of the top 30 games that max preps has come out with top 10 games of each week have been uh, uh, PGL and flow games uh, this weekend. We're going to have three from Georgia uh, Friday night. We're going to have two. We have Myers park, at Buford, uh, we have Lowndes at Lee, and then the following day, Milton is traveling to Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, to play the number one in Pennsylvania ranked St. Joseph's Prep. Absolutely, uh, my buddy uh, Coach Sly, the uh, athletic director there, uh, mm-hmm. Gary at uh, at Milton, and uh, of course Coach Adam Clack. You want to talk about a class organization? Uh, that is the Milton Eagles, and they got a pretty darn good football team as well. Yeah, it's great. We're excited. I'm going to be uh, in Philadelphia for that game, and then right after that, I'm, I'm traveling down to Charlotte. Uh, I'm a big New York Jets fan, so I'm going to see the Jets at the Panthers on Sunday and then coming back home. Joe, you are a traveling football fan, aren't you? I am. This is my favorite time of the year. Wherever the best games are, I'm, I'm going to be there. And, of course, being a Jets fan, uh, you're also a glutton for punishment. But That's uh, right. That's that, right. You know, hey, listen, yep. I, I'm, I'm a Falcons fan, so uh, mm-hmm. I do understand, my friend. But uh, anyway, so uh sound like you guys have got a big schedule this year. What do you think about the uh, the Lowndes-Lee County game? Let's talk about it. Let's break it down. Uh, I, I can't wait. It's going to be a great matchup. I actually requested – I went. I called the Flow Producers, and I requested – one of my favorite announcers on ESPN is a, a, a young – play-by-play guy named Kevin Fitzgerald and uh, uh, they reached out to him and Kevin's going to be uh, 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 part of part of the play-by-play duo so I'm really happy we got him to work with Flo 
He's a, he's a great, great um, play-by-play guy. Uh, um, he, he, he works many sports at ESPN. This is the first time we're going to have him working at Flow, and uh, you'll, you'll see. I mean, he, it, the, the production is going to be as professional as you've ever seen. You know, we're talking, you know, th- you know, not like other streaming services where there's a camera mounted on a building and it and it and it and it tries to to follow the scrum, if you will. We're gonna have three cameramen out there, one on the 50 going from left to right. We're gonna have two on the sidelines. We're gonna be doing instant replays. We're gonna have play-by-play guys. Uh, it's it's gonna be as as professional as you've ever seen in the world of uh, high school football streaming. So what do you think about the game, though? I'm asking about the the game. I know, I know. This is like trying to trying to uh, get me to tell me which one of my kids I love the best. Um, <laughs> uh, it's hard. It's hard in, in these situations. Um, I always like to go with the home team. I just do, um, especially you know, like like Coach Fabrizio was saying, um, uh, the crowd that they're going to have. You, you throw in the fact that it's going to be streamed all over the world through Flow. Um, you know, I, I, I watching the game last night, uh, last week against Lake Gibson, um, I was a little surprised how many points Lowndes let up uh, to them. So I, I'm, I'm picking the home team um, because they're home, basically. These are two evenly matched teams, in my opinion. Uh, we know Lowndes uh, lost a lot for graduation last year. So did Lee. I mean, you know, you and I were at, you, you and I were at that uh, championship game where they fumbled on the goal line. You know, uh, heartbreaker. Yeah, heartbreaker, and uh, um, you know, I want I want to see him I want to see him do well. So uh, um, uh, I I'm I'm going to pick them in a, in a very close game in Leesburg. Uh, so it is one of um, our pick six. We uh, we choose six games, six of the best games every week. This is one of our six uh, that I have come up with, and no surprise there. Uh, Give me a score. I've got my score, and I want you guys out there uh, to tell me what you guys think. Cole Moore, by the way, welcome to the show, brother. Uh, Mickey Brady, welcome in. Alan, Alan Clanton, uh, Shaman Clinton Thomas, welcome in. So what do you guys think uh, about the game? I've given you my score, uh, or I'm about to give you my score, but um, let's hear from you. Uh, you want my score prediction, Phil? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would say 20, 28-24, Lee. 28-24, Lee. And look, I'm kind of the same way. I just It's almost a, a coin flip. It's almost a toss-up. Um, I'm going to go with Lee County. My score for Lee County, Lowndes, I'm going to go with Lee County 30-28. to 28. And I think it's simply because of the home field advantage. Lee County gets the two, three points just for home field advantage. But Really and truly, if Lowndes wins, it's not going to surprise me. Uh, if Lee wins, not going to surprise me. It's going to be two great games, uh, 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 two great teams. Let me say this about the – you talked about the points that Lowndes get, gave up. Listen, there's some games you get into where, you know what, you just got to outgun them. I mean, it's just that way. You know, they're scoring, you've got to score. you got to score more. So I think that's kind of what that game uh, came down to. If you notice also, in, in Lowndes' history – they they have about one of these a year. If you guys notice, and Larry, some of you other Lounge fans, um, they they usually have one of these games a year. They have a history of of having these games. I can remember they had one. I think it was against Windsor Forest, where they put up something like eighty points or something. 
Um, but anyway, Lowndes, they're kind of known for this. You need to outscore them, do whatever it takes. So, um, yeah, I think that was, that, that, was, that was just one of those games last year. That's why it turned yeah. out that way. Phil, the only concern I have in, in the amount of points is, it, it, you know, it's not like the, uh, they were playing St. Thomas Aquinas or Her- Her- American Heritage or uh, Jesuit Tampa. Um, they were playing Lake Gibson, who's literally not even a top 30 team in the state of Florida. Okay, wait a minute now. I mean, you, you can say that, but listen, I previewed that game. They've got some fantastic athletes, uh, including the number one rated cornerback, I think, in the 2022 class. I thought that made for a great matchup. Listen, take that, throw it, throw it out the window. I, I think that, again, it was just a, it was a great matchup. Hey, listen, there was a reason that ESPNU was there. Yep, I got it. Okay. Yep, I got it. And it, uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I get it. It's, it's, it was a, a very attractive game. And anytime you get Florida and Georgia playing each other, uh, it's, it's going to be a, a great matchup. Um, and, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of that on flow too. We got, we're going to be doing a lot of Florida, Florida, Georgia, as you know, we had the Florida Georgia, uh, Georgia challenge coming up in 2022 down in Lowndes and then in 2023 in Colquitt. So we're, we're taking advantage of that great, uh, border rivalry. Sounds good, Joe. All right, buddy. Anything else on your mind? Uh, no, just wanted to check in, say we're very excited. You know, I've always wanted to uh, uh, put on a game or at least uh, air a game from South Georgia. Uh, I can't wait for uh, Lowndes Lee, and, and, and I can't wait to come down there and visit and actually see a game for myself uh, in South Georgia. Uh, you talked about your bucket list earlier. Uh, that's pu- for sure at the top of mind. All right, Joe Mamone. Joe, thanks so much. And, again, be sure to, to, to dial us up next time you come down this way, buddy. Don't be you a stranger. It. Definitely will not. Okay. Talk bye to bye. you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, get out of here. All right, there he is. Uh, so Joe Mamone checking in with us. Joe, uh, just kidding with you, buddy. Uh, I got I to give him old New York-style treatment, right? Get out of here. Uh, Joe Mamone, great guy. Does a great job. Loves high school football. And you uh, can't deny his passion. Some of you are uh, giving us some uh, scores yourself. Steven wins as Lee 24-14. My buddy Billy Watson. What's up, Billy? Billy says Lee County 44-31. Again, in case you missed it, I'm going with Lee County and a squeaker 30-28. I may be going too low. What do you guys think? Um, Alan Clanton says I'm taking Lowndes over Lee by a field goal. Give me a score, Alan. Mickey Brady says Lee 21-17 over Lowndes. Jose Badia says, hello, Mr. Field. Great games coming up. Indeed, there is, Jose. No doubt about that, my friend. Jim Blair says Lowndes 28-21. Stephen, I'm sorry, buddy. I just saw your question to Joe. Ask Joe what's the chance of getting Thompson or Dutch Fork to play top programs from Georgia. Okay, so, Joe, if you're watching, uh, answer Stephen Wynn's question for me. we got a phone call coming in. Caller, welcome into the show. Hey, Phil, how you doing today? I'm good, Cole. How about yourself, buddy? Doing good, man. One day closer to Friday, man. We're, we're getting close to a big weekend uh, high school football, ain't we? We really are, Cole. Some big-time games coming up. Appling at Tiff County. I know you're all over that one. Northside Warner Robins uh, at Warner Robins. Cole, did you just start tuning? Did you just uh, tune into the show? Yes, sir. Okay, Cole. If I was to ask you, 
What do you call the Northside uh, Northside Warner Robins team? Uh, what what I would call them? Yeah, what do you call their mascot? Oh, <laughs> oh, they got a funny mascot. I just call them an eagle. Okay. Now, and I wasn't trying to put you on the spot, and I'll tell you why I'm asking. I forever have called them the War Eagles. Oh, no. Yes, yes. And our, opera, our, our uh, director of operations here, Anna, uh, saw that come over on, uh, on one of my uh, assignments that I do, which is the pick six, by the way, when we're going to go over that. And she said, I think it's just the Eagles. And I yeah. said, no, it's the War Eagles. And so it is I the Eagles. I see what you get it from, though. They they look a lot like Auburn. <laughs> yes, and that's what everybody else has been telling me. But, man, I am so ashamed. You know, I pride myself in these mascots. You know, that's that's a big difference. It's either an eagle or a war eagle. And yeah, I, uh, but I think you missed this one. <laughs> I, I, well, I guess I did. I guess I did. That's okay. That's all right. We shall recover from this one. But, uh Anyway, so what are you thinking, uh, Cole, on Appling and Tiffkin? I'm going to ask you, like I've been uh, putting it out there. Yeah. Hold on a second. Is this a must-get? Is this a must-win for Tiff County, Cole? Yeah, I don't think it's a must-win, but it's a definitely a, a, a game to show uh, how we have grown from last year to the, this year. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a good ball game. But I have Tipton winning this one. What's your, uh, what's your score? Uh, mine's twenty-seven seventeen. <clears throat> okay, twenty-seven seventeen. By the way, this is one of my pick six games. There's six games that we pick, and uh, this is one of them. Uh, the other one is Lee County Lounge. I'm going with Lee County thirty to twenty-eight. The Tip County Appling game is one of my six, and um, I'll be giving you the score here in just a second on it. But um, some other scores, by the way, coming in real quick. Uh, Primetime Gridiron says uh, Lee, 56-17. Whoa, look out, Primetime. 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 Primetime says he's going for this blowout there. Um, ben Franklin Baum says, Phil, only 400 teams you have to keep up with. You get a pass. Thanks for that, Ben. I appreciate that, buddy. Uh, but still, you, know, you got to get them right. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised, like Anna had said earlier, I'm surprised that we didn't have some of you Northside Warner Robins fans that didn't call me out on that. But you know what? I'm going to let it go. Just need to let it go. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. <laughs> <laughs> Collins, yeah, buddy McDaniel says, Cole, that is a must win for you guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, I still think first year, uh, I think it's a defining win of how our season could go. I mean, uh, well, no, no, I think I think what I'm referring to, uh, and I think Tiff County's going to win it, but I, what I'm referring to, of course, as you know, the loss to Irwin last year. Will we start hearing comparisons? And I'm surprised we, we already haven't. You know, will there yeah. be comparisons to that game about this game? So it's a little bit similar. I know uh, Appling's actually a bigger school. So if yeah. Tift was to lose, I don't think they will, but if they were, it would not be quite as bad, okay? Uh, Appling a triple-A team, you got Tift 7A. Of course, as we remember last year, Irwin single-A public defeated Tift. Uh, I'm just saying I can see some of the similarities, you know, uh, being brought up there, and that's why I'm saying 
you can't afford to have this done to you two in a year, two years in a row. Yeah, I, I think Tipton will come in focused, even though they are fighting the injury the injury bug a little bit. I think they're going to come in focused. I think they're going to play fundamental football. Uh, I, I think Tipton's defense is just going to really carry them um, because uh, Banneker didn't really score on our defense. They had a kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, and the block punt put them inside the five. And, of course, the safety. Other than that, I mean, Tipton's given up one touchdown on uh, as far as their defense has only given up one touchdown all year, if you really want to look at it. And that's going uh, for the length of the field. So, uh, Tipton's defense is playing really well right now. So, I, I think the defense is going to carry them. I think the offense is going to do enough to get them the win. Uh, every game for Tiff been at home, right? Sir? Every game for Tiff County has been at home? Yes. How's the crowds been? They have been getting better week by week. Um, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, it's getting better week by week. We're hoping to have a big crowd this Friday. Um, we've heard Appling has, is going to bring around nine, uh, eight, eight or nine fan buses. So, we a, yeah, we should have a good, good crowd all together uh, for uh, that this football game Friday night. Listen, uh, again, you, you can bet your bottom dollar that Appling fans want this game. You know, just as we're talking about Tiff wants to avoid a loss, Appling County, this would be uh, a signature win for Coach Mullis but it would be a, a, sign, a real signature win for that program if they could come over and beat the Mighty Devils uh, in, uh, in their home stadium. And listen, again, I just, I'm just trying to point things out. Um, you can bet that Appling fans are pointing to last year to say, hey, Irwin did it, so we think we can do it. Now, that game was at Irwin last year. I get it. That's the difference. But uh, it's just going to be a great atmosphere. Uh, so I think, uh, by the way, uh, uh, Clint Haynes says, I've got Tiff winning late, and Clint is an Appling fan. Clint says, i got Tiff winning late, 24-23. Glenn Reed Hodges says, must win, y'all. Jim Blair says, yeah, but Irwin's way better. Oh, I get that. I, I do. I'm not, not comparing the two schools. I'm just comparing the, the two scenarios, Jim. Make sure you understand. Just the, yeah, the smaller well school thing. Well, well, Appling's got some talent now. They got some D1 talent over there. They got a kid committed to Georgia on that defensive front uh, for Appling as well. Uh, so it, it isn't like they're – but I still believe Tipton will win the ball game. Jim Blair says Appling 31-21. Adam Estes, of course, going to go for Tift 34-27. That's a little bit closer than I would have thought. Clint Haynes says I got Lowndes. Talking about the Lowndes game. 38-24. I told you about what Clint thought about the Tift-Appling um, uh, game. Okay, before we go to break, my prediction on the Tift County-Appling game. What do you think I said, Cole? Uh, I hope you got big blue on top. I do. I do. I've got Tift County winning it. 33-20. to 20. Oh, wow. I'll take that. If that happens, Phil, I'll take it. 
Uh, absolutely. I think uh, Tiff County is just going to be uh, too much firepower. I think Tiff County's got a lot of momentum. I think Noel Dean has changed the mentality of that team, of that program, of that community. That's why I was asking about the crowd size. I think there is a genuine, um, you know, uh, upbringing of the, the overall excitement level in Tifton, in the community, for, for everything I've heard uh, about Tiff County Blue Devil football. So I think Tiff County wins it. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. Uh, a year a year ago from now, to where I believe the program is all together right now, uh, it's 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 like night and day feel of of where our kids are. Not just at the the high school program, but all together. I Ab- think I think we're heading in a positive direction. Absolutely. Hey, we got to go to break, Cole. Uh, thanks so much for the call, my friend. I appreciate you, buddy. All right, Ben. Have a good one. You too, Megan. All right, uh, my buddy Cole Moore checking in. All right, Jim Blair says, going to be firing that cannon. <laughs> Man, I still cannot get used to that thing, even when you know it's going to be firing off. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. Uh, I'm going to go over the rest of my pick six, plus our top 25 polls. People want to know, who have I got? Who have we got in the top 25? Did I put a certain team in there? We'll talk about it when we return with the uh, the last half hour of the show on this Wednesday. I can't believe it's Wednesday already. Be right back, guys. Hey, guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. I want to take a moment and give a big shout-out to our friends at Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta, longtime sponsor of the show, Guys, everything you need is in one stop at Winn-Dixie. If you're looking for dinner tonight, stop and uh, take uh, dinner home to the folks at the house. They got a full-scale hot bar, full-scale floral department. Need your prescriptions filled? Winn-Dixie has got that as well. That's Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta. We've been building smiles for 25 years. For the fearful and the fearless. Supporting our community and the Cook High Hornets. Go Hornets! Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. More sports talk, an extra point with Bill Jones.
Extra point with Phil Jones on a Wednesday afternoon. By the way, guys, batting down the hatches. Because, well, we got some uh, some nasty stuff coming up from the Gulf. Don't know if you guys have heard about this, but Tropical Depression or whatever they call it. Mindy, it's got a name, and it is making its way toward us. So get ready because uh, the rain is a-coming, if you haven't already heard about that. All right. Time, once again, for the top six. This is where we make our uh, predictions for what we think are six of the top games, if not the best six games in the state this year. And uh, there are some good ones. Now, a couple I've already divulged to you. Lowndes at Lee County. Going to go with the Lee County Trojans in that one. 30-28. to 28. By the way, let me know what you guys think. Northside Warner Robins at Warner Robins. This is going to be uh, one of my games. Appling at Tiff County. I've already told you, I think Tiff County's got this one, 33-20, okay? Marietta and Camden. By the way, we will be in Marietta Friday night. It is the ITG next game of the week. We are somewhere every week, speaking of great games, we pick out what we think is going to be one of, if not the best game in the state. This Friday night, we are going to be in Marietta. That's right, going to be back again at Northcutt Stadium, high atop the press box there at uh, Marietta to bring you the Marietta-Camden County game. It'll be your chance to see uh, Jeff Heron and the Camden County Wildcats uh, and see if they've got what it takes to knock off Marietta. So it's going to be a big one. We will be there. Not going to cost you a thing. You can uh, sit back and watch the game. Yours truly going to be on the call. And, guys, here's the difference with me and those other places that are streaming games, okay? You can interact with me all night long. I'll be commenting on your comments just like I do here on the show. We did it last time I was in the Marietta. I had a blast going back and forth with you guys. We're going to do the same thing Friday night. As I'm calling the game, I'll see your comments coming through. You can let me know what you think. Phil, I think that was a bad call. Phil, what did you think about that? Was it a holding call? Whatever you want to uh, message me, I'll be right there on top of it. We did the same thing this past Friday night over in uh, Thomasville calling that game. So that's what you get with us, a great game plus interaction with the play-by-play guy. So uh, be sure to tune in Friday night for our ITG Next Game of the Week, Marietta and Camden. All right, Valdosta, Colquitt, Bainbridge, Thomasville, our other pick six. Here we go. I told you I'm taking Lee County defeat Lowndes 30-28 to only because the home field advantage is going to give Lee County a field goal or two points or, or three points advantage. Northside Warner Robins. Not the War Eagles, but the Eagles. That's going to take some getting used to, by the way. The Northside Warner Robins Eagles at Warner Robins or whatever. They're at the same stadium that they both play in. I'm going to go as bad as I hate to bring Northside back down to earth. Great start for the Eagles. I like Warner Robins to keep rolling. I think Maurice Westbrook is on his way to a fifth consecutive state title game and a second straight state title. I like Warner Robins in this game, 42-27. Appling at Tiff County, I told you 
I like the homestanding Devils to put everybody at ease if you're a Tiff County fan. Everybody else is predicting that, oh, Appling's going to do it. No, Tiff County's going to win this one. They should be about a two-touchdown favorite. That's uh, the margin to victory I'm giving them. 33-20, Tiff County over Appling. Marietta Camden, the game that I'm going to be at, the game that we'll be at, ITG Next, bringing you this one right here at the ITG Next Facebook page. Marietta, 33, Camden, 30. Kind of the same deal with Lee Lowndes. I just, I think it's kind of a toss-up. I think Jeff Heron's teams are going to are going to play up to their maximum ability. I think they're going to really come out strong. But I think Marietta, I've already called them once, got one of the best tight ends in the state, got one of the great quarterbacks in the state, and Tyler Hughes. I think that's going to be the difference, the home field advantage as well. Marietta, 30 Three to 30. Beautiful stadium, by the way. You guys ever up that way, uh, taking a game there at Marietta. Valdosta Colquitt. Does Valdosta have what it takes to knock off Colquitt County? I'm just hoping they play the game, keeping a real close eye on that. Valdosta, of course, under quarantine last week, was not able to get the Bainbridge game underway. But I think that changes this week. I think they'll be able to play. But in the end, I think Colquitt going to be too strong. This ain't Madison County, by the way, about Austin fans. Okay, this is going to be a powerhouse of a football team. Colquitt County wins it 27-7 to over Valdosta. 27-7 to is my score with Colquitt County winning it. Bainbridge at Thomasville, the sixth and final game. I like Bainbridge in the upset. Going to Thomasville, I saw Cairo almost come up with the upset. They weren't able to hold off Thomasville. I think Zach Grage has got a great football team. But I think it's about high time that Jeff Heron's bunch of four- and five-star athletes are ready to come out and strut their stuff over at the Vet on Friday night. That's why I like Bainbridge to come out. They'll get the victory over in Thomasville Friday night, 26-24, to notch their first victory of the year. So, again, Bainbridge 26-24 over Thomasville. Colquitt 27-7 over Valdosta. Marietta 33-30 over Camden. Tiff County 33-20 over Appling. Warner Robins defeats Northside 42-27 in a shootout. And Lee County 30 to 28 over Lowndes. So let's see there. One, two, three. So three home teams win. Two do not. And one, uh, I mean, it's, it's uh, Warner Robins Northside. No, no, I mean, come on. You can say it's at Warner Robins, whatever. They both play at McConnell Talbert Stadium. So uh, there you go. Players to look out for for Lowndes, of course, it's Jakari Brown, it's Chase Belcher, it's Deontay Hunter. And for Lee County, it's the Arkansas commit, Tyrus Washington, the big tight end. Uh, the Virginia Tech commit, Malcolm Jones, the free safety. And the wide receiver, Javel Ferguson, for Lee County. Those are my guys to watch on Friday night. What do you guys think? Pick six, you agree, disagree? Let me know what you think. All right. 
before we go to our top 25, which we're about to put up. So I talked about this earlier. <clears throat> so I saw this thing on Max Preps, and it gave every state's favorite place to go after the game. Now, because Max Preps is obviously a, a, a site for high school football fans and teams, you would think that that means where you like to go after the, your favorite high school football game on Friday night. And this was, this was pretty interesting. And uh, I was talking around the office about it earlier. So where do you think Georgia fans were, uh, were, told, <laughs> were predicted to go? What, what do you think Max Preps said, hey, this is Georgia fans' favorite place to go after the game. What state has the most iconic post-game spot? Where do they like to go? Georgia fans, or Georgia high school football fans, that is, their number one spot is none other than Chick-fil-A. You agree or disagree? Most of us, like we were saying here at, the, uh, at, at ITG Next, I don't know of an, a Chick-fil-A that's open after the game. Can you imagine the business they would do if they stay open an extra hour after the game? Funny story before we go to break, by the way. So Friday night after the game in Thomasville, me and Mr. Producer have got a hankering for some Whataburger because, you know, we don't have a Whataburger in Valdosta. So we decided to go to Whataburger in Thomasville, and I said – I bet that line is going to be a mile long. You know what? It was about a quarter of a mile long. I may be exaggerating, but not by much. It was one of the longest lines I've ever seen lined up to get food at a football game. But uh, anyway, by the way, Whataburger is the choice for the folks in Texas after their games on Friday night. California Fans like to go to where else? If you know anything about the state of California, uh, yes, they love the In-N-Out Burger. If you've ever had a Five Guys Burger, if you've ever gone and paid the $30 for a burger, fries, and drink from Five Guys, I'm exaggerating, but not by much. Uh, it's good stuff. Good burger, but it can get expensive. Alabama... By the way, Alabama fans on Friday night like to go to Checkers, says Max Preps. Mississippi fans like to go to someplace called Bumpers. Louisiana fans like to go to Popeyes. That makes sense, right? Florida fans, high school football fans, love to go to Burger King after the game. South Carolina fans, Denny's is their spot after the game. North Carolina, Bojangles, and Tennessee where are those Tennessee fans going? We're going to Crystal. <laughs> they get us some Crystal Burgers. It's just funny. I love this kind of stuff. Michigan, Domino's Pizza. Not surprising. I think Domino's was founded in Detroit. So, again, some uh, funny stuff there. Just uh, having a little fun with uh, some somewhat football-related stuff. Got to go to break. We'll come back with our top 25s. Is your favorite team making our top 25? I'll tell you. When we return right after this, stay with us. Guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. A quick break to tell you about our friends at Pepsi Cola of Valdosta. 
our sponsor of the show. Guys, you see me every day before I really get into the bulk of the show. What do I do? Pop open an ice-cold Pepsi. Again, big shout-out to our friends at Pepsi Cola of Valdosta, one of our great sponsors here of Extra Point with Phil Jones. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. All right, guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. I want to take a moment and give a big shout out to one of our newest sponsors, Bull Durham Insurance. Now, they're located in Moultrie, but guys, it doesn't matter where you're watching. If you're in Moultrie or Macon or Montezuma, Bull Durham Insurance can take care of all of your insurance needs. Have you been thinking about life insurance? Bull Durham Insurance can take care of that and all of your insurance needs. Call them today, 985-1415. That's Sports Talk, an extra point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back, guys. Phil Jones with you, heading down into the short rows, as we used to say on the farm growing up. Uh, let's take a look at our top 25. Again, we do things a little bit different with our top 25. We do not rank the individual classifications. We rank, uh, we combine them. We take two composite polls, if you will, and uh, we rank uh, if there's a GISA team, that is deserving, we will put them with 1A, 2A, and let me refresh my page here, page here so I can get this thing up. So we put together GISA if there's a team that's worthy. By the way, let me know, because right now, so far I haven't found one to be worthy to be included in our top 25 with 1A, both, public and private, 2A, and 3A. And then the other top 25 includes 4A, 5A, 6A, 7A. So let's take a look, first and foremost, uh, of 1A and th 3A. All right, Cedar Grove is my number one team. Yeah, despite the loss, I still think Cedar Grove belongs at number one. Number two, Oconee County. Um uh, 
They come off a big win. Oconee County almost put in the number one spot. We're going to hold them at number two. Thomasville comes in at number three. Rabin County, number four. ELCA, now I'm getting a little bit of grief from some people. Hey, ELCA, they hadn't won a game. What are you doing? Again, I take a look at the entire body of work, meaning their history, their schedule, who they've played. Do you know that ELCA, they're always playing bigger schools. They played Ware County, for goodness sakes. I'm not going to penalize ELCA because they got beat by Ware County, guys. Come on. So, ELCA, in the Chargers, I still have faith. So, I'm going to keep them at number five. Uh, number six, Pierce County. Number seven, if I can uh, read this here, Brooks County. <laughs> number eight, Irwin County. Number nine, Appling. Uh, number 10, Trinity Christian. Number 11, Callaway. Number 12, is that Prince Avenue Christian? Number 13, Fitzgerald. By the way, the rumors of the demise of Fitzgerald, speaking of Fitzgerald, Tucker Pruitt is going to join me on Monday's show, the head coach of the Purple Hurricanes, and I am going to ask him about uh, all the poor mouthing that he did because <laughs> all we heard was man we ain't got anybody i don't know what we're gonna do we you know we lost everybody yeah i hear you coach well y'all of a sudden are uh finding a way to get it done and you're having a good season so i'm not gonna uh, buy into uh to the hype there coach all right so we take a look at the rest of our top 25 i'll get it here on my phone so i can uh, see it a little bit better all right we left off with uh Fitzgerald at number 13 Peach County, now they're just hanging on. I've got Peach County at 14, but come on, Coach Campbell. You guys can't afford to lose much more and have us keep you around. Northeast Macon at 15. All right, we've got Metter at 16. By the way, very uh, few movement, uh, very little movement with our top teams. Uh, Bleckley County at 17, the Lovett School at 18, Carver, Atlanta, 19, and this is our first movement from last week. Comes in at number 20. It's Calvary Day moving up one spot from 21 to 20. Now, we've got some new entrants in the top 25. Going to let you know what they are. Dodge County at number 21. They are up one spot as well. From 22 to 21. Now, I told you guys earlier, you Jeff Davis fans, remember I caught some grief last week. I think our own Kendy Weems was one of them. Said, Phil, where's Jeff Davis? What are you doing? Well, here they are. The Yellow Jackets of Jeff Davis makes their debut into the top 25 this week. Jeff Davis, I know some of you are saying about time. Jeff Davis enters the top 25 at number 22. So does Sandy Creek. No, it's not their basketball team. It's their football team that's uh, making headlines. They enter our top 25 at number 23. Macon County at number 24 stays at number 24. And Pelham down a couple of notches after losing to the other Yellow Jackets, the Pelham Hornets, who drop <clears throat> to number 25. 
All right, let's take a look at our larger classifications now, guys. You'll see Mr. Producer is going to change it up here. We're going to go with our top 25 for 4A through 7A. And it'll come up here in just a minute. And when it does, you guys will see that I like the Buford Wolves at number one. Buford didn't play, but so what? They are still the best team in the state. Could be the best overall. Uh, Collins Hill at number two. Boy, you want to talk about a tough, some tough decisions to make? These larger classifications really give us fits here at ITG Next, trying to decide who to put where. But Buford, undisputed champion at number one. And, yes, they are the champion until somebody knocks them off. Collins Hill at number two. The Milton Eagles at number three. Lee County, number four. Jefferson at number five. Warner Robins, number six. North Cobb at seven. West uh, Walton stays where they are at eight. Colquitt County remains at nine. Lowndes remains at 10. Ware County moves up a couple of notches to number 11. Coffee moves up two notches to number 12. Westlake, they drop a notch after their upset loss, falling to number 13. Marist, the War Eagles, <laughs> they drop three spots after their loss uh, to number 14. Grayson, there's another team. Grayson says, yeah, the rumors of our demise, just because we lost to Creekside, you think that we are uh, falling out not so fast. Grayson moves back up to number 15. Langston Hughes, also known as just simply Hughes, moves up a spot to number 16. Cartersville at number 17. They're up a notch to 17. Carver Columbus, the other Carver, moves up a spot to number 18. We've got Blessed Trinity. Oh, they took a big loss, did Blessed Trinity. They are down four notches from 15 to 19. The Bearcats didn't play. We're not going to penalize them or reward them. Going to keep them right where they are at number 20. Carrollton, Joey King, the new coach there of the Trojans of Carrollton. They also stay right where they are at number 21. Marietta, the Blue Devils, where we're going to be Friday night calling the Marietta-Camden game. Marietta at 22. Do you think Camden going to be able to crack our top 25 with a victory? We shall see. Number 23, Mill Creek. They stay at 23. Josh Loveladies, Mill Creek Hawks. Number 24, Creekside. And number 25, Woodward Academy comes in at number 25. So there you go. There are our dual top 25s. What do you guys think? Kelly Fountain. Oh, I'll take it. Cartersville and Blessed Trinity over Rome. You're really clueless. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Hey, we're not bashful here. We will not steer away from your comments. Bring them on. Rome is a top five team in the state for the next three years. Okay. So, Kelly, Rome has a little bit of an off year last year. Um, I don't like the strength of their schedule so far. Okay, and uh, Kelly, by the way, I'm assuming that uh, Reese Fountain is uh, some kin to you. Just wondering. Um, but anyway, 
Cartersville, they've come on strong. Blessed Trinity, like I said, they've fallen a little bit. Rome is right on the cusp, but still was not good enough to make our top 25. So there you go. Uh, let's see here. Ben Franklin Baum, Maxwell has Northside rated over Lee. True. Remember, Maxwell goes uh, strictly off of stats. So, uh, you know, I'll take that argument any day. Adam Esty says, so if Tifton beats number nine and number eight back-to-back, do we get in the top? Well, now, maybe. Maybe. But again, Adam, what's hurting you, I mean, in Tiff County, is the schedule. Okay. Uh, Banneker doesn't exactly move the needle a whole lot. So, I will admit, Tiff County beats Appling. Okay, that is, that's a big win, even though it is a 318. Got to remember that. Um, Jacob O'Neill, Pierce County at number six with the muscle. Yeah, you got to love it. Hey, look, it's tough when the way we do the top 25, you know, again, you're combining several classifications. So, it ain't easy. But we call them like we see them. Uh, Ren SD says, uh, didn't Fitzgerald beat Irwin this year? Uh, Fitz should be ranked higher than Irwin. Uh, again, now you just can't base it off of one game. Remember, it's the body of work that, uh, that I like to look at. Thomasville over Adair, uh, Detrick, uh, Dietrich Andrews says, Thomasville over Bainbridge, four quarters football. Uh, we shall see. Again, I'm picking Bainbridge in the upset there. I've been wrong before. I could be wrong in this one. Uh, let's see here. Prime Time Gridiron says, I hear Rome has the best defense in 6A. Uh, when you're talking about a John Reed coach team, I wouldn't doubt it. Like I said, I have a lot of respect for, uh, for John Reed. I think he's got a, a really solid team. It's still early. So those of you that, uh, you know, are calling me out, I I love it. I can take it. But still early. A lot of football left to be played. And who knows? Your team could be creeping into our top 25 before it's all said and done. By the way, I want to wish the best to Reese Fountain. Kelly Fountain. Uh, Let's see here. Other uh, comments here. Rolodex Williams talking about, we're talking about the cats. Rolodex Williams says 28-24 cats. Oh, now is that the Valdosta Wildcats Rolodex? Uh, I would guess that it is. Ben Franklin Baum says Cam Brown going to show out Friday. Rufus S. Demand <laughs> comment. I think I mentioned this off the, uh, off the air a while ago. We were talking about Uh, The places that people love to go after high school football games as we wind down here. Uh, Georgia had Chick-fil-A noted as our place to go. I'm just wondering, is Chick-fil-A even open after high school football games? I don't know if there's maybe some select restaurants that are open. Uh, Don't know. Billy Watson said Waffle House. That gets our vote for sure. All right, guys, we are out of time. Thanks for your comments, good and bad. Everybody is welcome here. We will never censor you guys, promise you. Bring on the comments. We love it. Got to keep it clean. Now, we will censor you 
if uh, you're throwing out some nasty language. That'll get you kicked off in a hurry. But other than that, hey, we can take the criticism. That's what we are here for. Guys, thank you so much for uh, being with us here on our abbreviated week. It was a short one. We'll be back with you, though, on Monday. Tucker Pruitt from Fitzgerald going to be joining me on Monday, and uh, we'll be talking about all these great games come Monday. Until then, you guys have a great night, a great weekend. Stay dry, and we'll see you guys.